0: welcome to the true masculine project my name is eric i'm your host and fellow student on the path of masculinity on this show we will discuss personal development and masculine principles so we can be the best men that we can be if you are new to the show welcome and you may want to head on over to the intro episode uh describes the format and a little bit more about what we want to cover here and for the rest of us on to the show Yo and welcome to the show. On today's episode we're going to start a book series. Uh, The book is titled It Didn't Start With You, How Inherited Family Trauma Shapes Who We Are and How to End the Cycle by Mark Wolin. And the book itself goes through uh, some of the people he's worked with stories in his practice as well as his own personal issues, a sampling of other researchers and scientists uh, digging into epigenetics and how the body can store memories, even if they were not originally from you. I um, mean, the man's got credentials all over the place. You can Google it. Uh, I'll stick with two. A finalist for the 2016 Books for Better Life Award in Psychology and the winner for the 2016 Nautilus Book Award in Psychology. Plenty of certifications in various uh, therapy modalities, So what I'm trying to say is my man's got creds. I may uh, share some of my own personal sort of breakthroughs I had when I first discovered this book. So if I get a little shaky, bear with me. It is a uh, sensitive and hard work after all. However, if you really want to get to why you are resistant to certain behaviors, why whenever someone does something, you may overreact. And when I say resistant to behaviors, I mean things that you know you should do. But every time you go to take the action consistently, it feels like dying. So you find ways to avoid the behavior, even though consciously you understand uh, that you need to do it. Hell, there could even be monetary consequences on the other side. You'll still see people find ways around or push off. Tasks that they really that they know they should be doing, but cannot really bring themselves to do. You know where does that sort of thing comes from? Or if you do get through it, you're just white knuckling it the entire time, just willpower, willpower, willpower. That's not sustainable. And I see why people try to go this route, the skill stacking route. And skills are important. Don't get me wrong. But it comes a time where you have to face your or as we're going to learn your family's proverbial demons if you want to have more ease less coping even if they are positive coping behaviors they are still coping behaviors you know working out all the time is better than being a uh, alcoholic however they're both still trying to regulate the stress response because um, you just run it on overdrive due to an event that may have happened to you. It is one thing to do an activity because you enjoy it or it's healthy for you or you just want to take a load off or whatever. It's an entirely different thing to continue doing an activity because if you don't do it, you're going to destroy your life uh, with bad decisions. So we'll dig a bit deeper into this, but uh, not all trauma comes from your lived experience but it's passed to you from your family line as an adaptive response genetically to a stimulus, right? Children, although human babies are basically worthless when you compare it to literally every other baby animal on the planet, uh, we're hyper-adaptable, and the next line needs to be ready in case they also live in a shitty environment like you anyway getting ahead of myself and that was all preamble so buckle up boys let's get started now i will be mixing my own stories in but when i'm talking about uh, clinical or research or anything like that those are obviously not facts and statements from me but they are from the book i will quote the book given that this is sort of a let's walk through this thing i'm going to leave the heavy details of the patients out because while interesting they don't. Uh, they take up a lot of time, and I am also going to skip the writing prompts he has at the end of some of the chapters as part of his process. If you decide that you would like to look into this, audible book is fine, physical book is fine. Just uh, this work at some point, especially if you're in late twenties, probably needs to be done for the majority of humanity. So. The family story is our story. Where we come from affects where we go and that what sits unresolved in our past affects our present. Even if they are not good parents, we are part of them even if we do not know them. Important to note, um, a lot of us have some differences with our parents. I'm going to tell you that accepting them as who they are, and this is frankly anybody, is not the same as condoning the behavior, but being pissed off at someone and expecting that to affect them is expecting that you drink poison, but it's going to kill someone else. All you're doing is stressing yourself out and chronic stress and inflammation are the root of a ton of diseases. There is a difference between wholesale rejection As in, I don't want anything to do with you and I'm going to pretend that you don't exist and that nothing you've ever done has ever affected me versus healthy boundaries. I know that you are doing the best that you can. And this is hard. Another thing that's hard to accept that I got from a different trauma book. But people are literally out here doing the best that they can. Now, the best that they can may be shit. And once again, this is not condoning their behavior or the things that happened to you. However, the familial line is a chain that cannot be broken. So the author himself shares a story about his estrangement with his and the reconciliation work that he did with them. Now, I'm not saying you need to go and forgive your mom and dad if you haven't talked to them because of XYZ problem. Like I said, you just need to let some of that stuff go. But if they are in your lives, being able to accept that they are giving what they can give and not what you want from them, and this is in a lot of relationships, eases the tension. And as an adult, it is up to you to give yourself the love and support that the child version of you that still lives wanted from your parents. So I'll tell my own parental story. Uh, My parents are separated. When I was in middle school, I went to live with my father and my father worked two jobs. Now, uh, that was to provide for us. We had stuff, a place to live, clothes, never had to worry about any of that. Um, As I've shared before, no real fathering in terms of how to be a man in a current society because he was always at work, not placing judgment, just a factual statement. Work, sleep, work. We have two full-time jobs, doesn't leave a lot of time for a lot of other things you know, you wish you could have came to games, wasn't able to show up. And the type of love that I received from my mother's side of the family was not the type of love that I received from my father's side of the family. Uh, Sometimes he would say he would try to make it to games, but because, you know, he had to sleep to make a job, he couldn't make it. Um, And eventually you grow to learn that that's sort of how it works in your house. And it still hurts a little bit um, because as a child, you just want to be seen and acknowledged right or at least I did speaking personally so held a lot of resentment and I still have a big thing about people doing what they said they're going to do just tell me you can't fucking do it if you can't do it totally fine right but don't lie to me basically but there was a long time in my life where I held resentment towards him Uh, a lot of times there were things where I wanted to be the exact opposite of him because you feel like that's going to be better We've talked about that on Man's podcast before. The opposite of crazy is still crazy. It's just a different type of dysfunctional. Um, but that rage and anger and sadness, it does a lot to you in terms of the behaviors that you exhibit on a day-to-day basis, uh, the majority of those not being healthy now I didn't realize until I read this book a few years ago that I was even holding on to those things inside until I went through some of these writer's prompts and being able to understand that me and my father won't have the connection that me and my mother or let's say me and my uncles on that side have because it's a different type of family but that is fine uh, because he is literally basically a granddad 20 to 30 years into the future. It's it's uncanny, right? Like we talk about sports. They both work a lot. It's basically the same person passed down. So he can't give you and no one can give you a connection or an ability that they can't give themselves. Like if they can't meet themselves at a deep emotional level, how can they meet you at a deep emotional level? And hell, they may believe in their head that they are meeting you at a deep emotional level because that is what they experienced and my generation I'm thirty-four now. Jesus. Thirty-four now. And we're the you know the internet generation. I grew up both without the internet and with the internet, but we have more access than the ones who have come before us. And we live in an entirely different world than the ones who came before us. If you went back a hundred years, uh the majority of that shit looked exactly the same. Generations of people were born and died in the exact same type of lives and environments that their grandfathers did. We've had a shit ton of advancements since the internet era started. Anyway, when I stopped wanting him to be somebody else to me and just accepted what our phone conversations were like, things got easier. That doesn't mean that We do things more often. That just means that the interactions that we do have are easier. Now, this doesn't mean all of my problems are fixed. Uh, Everyone is a work in progress. However, this does mean that some of my wilder tendencies have been dialed down from when I was uh, in my mid to late 20s. So not that long ago. And anyone who knows me personally, you know what I'm talking about. And now a brief word from one of our sponsors, Audible. Hey, so we have all heard that knowledge is power. So if knowledge is power, access and the ability to digest that knowledge is a superpower. Uh, However, not all of us have time to sit and read at the end of a day. In our busy lives, full of hustle and bustle, we are always on the move. And in the middle of working long hours, trying to get things done, working on side projects, or frankly, just taking care of yourself and your family, you may not have time to sit down and read. And that's why I love Audible. Audible allows you to take advantage of those transition moments, like the gym, like your drive to work, like cooking, to install new knowledge that you did not have before to help take you from where you are now to where you want to be. There are thousands of titles available on Audible, including bestsellers like Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is Away, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman, and others. Start your 30-day trial today and your first book is free. Go to audibletrial.com slash truemppodcast to get started. That's audibletrial.com slash true mp podcast and now back to the show directly from the book here part one the web of family trauma the past is never dead it's not even past william faulkner in requiem for a nun so when experiencing something traumatic a common occurrence is the inability to articulate what happened not only do we lose our words but something happens to our memory as well During the incident, our thought processes become scattered so that we no longer recognize the memories as belonging to the original event. Instead, fragments of memory dispersed through the body as sensations, images, and words are stored in our unconscious and can become activated later by anything remotely close to the original experience. Side tangent, if you ever blow up. At things that don't warrant that type of response, you may want to look into an event in your past that was similar, which may be the root or a belief based off that event, frankly, may be the root of why you respond that way. Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung both believe that this unconscious recollection or repeating these same situations is our brain trying to work through these stored fragments to resolve our issues. Carl Jung stated that whatever is unconscious will be experienced as fate and that previously blocked, repressed, and suppressed life experience would show up in the words and actions of their clients. Recent advancements in imaging technology have given us a deeper look into the brain and body functions and what happens when you experience an overwhelming episode. This is obviously from when the book was printed. I'm sure that there have been advancements since that time. During trauma, the speech center shuts down as does the medial prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain that controls present moment awareness. Recent developments in cellular and neurobiology, epigenetics, and developmental psychology underscore the importance of understanding three generations of history to really understand the way in which traumas and suffering repeat. Now, he pulls a lot of information from Rachel Yehuda um, and her team's discoveries. And if you want to talk about another person with a long list of credentials, Rachel Yehuda is a professor of psychiatry and neuroscience, the vice chair for veterans affairs in the psychiatry department and the director of the traumatic stress studies division at the Mount Sinai School of Medicine. All this research on PTSD and trauma and this is where a good amount of information comes from in the book like over 500 published papers like the shit is wild anyway her and her team were able to identify biological markers passed down from one generation to the next she conducted tests on holocaust survivors and their children her research on cortisol in particular the stress hormone that helps our bodies return to normal after we experience trauma and its impact on the brain function changed the way people with PTSD worldwide have been treated. Her team found that children of Holocaust survivors were born with low cortisol levels like their parents, predisposing them to relive the PTSD symptoms of the previous generation. Specifically in chronic cases of PTSD, cortisol production can become suppressed, She discovered similar cortisol levels in war veterans as well as pregnant mothers who develop PTSD from the World Trade Center attacks and their children. We are three times more likely to experience symptoms of PTSD and suffer from depression and anxiety if one of our parents did. Now it's important to note that not all effects of trauma on the person are bad. Um, according to Rachel Yehuda, the purpose of an epigenetic change is to expand the choices we have to stressful situations. It is not the survival of the fittest folks that is a misquote. It is the most adaptable of a species that survives to push its genetic makeup down the line into the future so having a wider range of responses or being ready if the environment that you live in is traumatic in nature i.e wartime is beneficial for that child the problem becomes because the bill comes due at some point and a person has to work through this trauma Uh, you don't get to just suppress it forever Uh, as we'll get to going forward eventually the demons come to the light you have to pay the piper right you get the benefit of being able to suppress a lot of this stuff to get shit done inside of the traumatic event however if you don't solve the issue or get to the root emotion, uh you're going to end up with a lot of coping mechanisms some can be good some can be bad um the people who end up with problems are those who let their coping mechanisms take control of their lives. A little drinking is good. Getting wasted every night is probably going to impair your ability to function, especially long term and eventually lead to liver disease. Anyway, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, I don't know how many of you know your family histories three generations back, Uh It can get a little hairy, right? We haven't always been nice to each other. Hell, we're barely nice to each other now, and it's 2021. But that pretty much sums up the first chapter and some of the introductory stories that he talks about. There's a lot to dig in here, uh, so I want to pace this out in a way that is digestible. So we covered the introduction of epigenetics, how it is an actual field of science that has been proven with research. Why it is so hard to recall a traumatic experience and even discuss it, because whenever you go to talk about it, you tend to relive the situation as if the situation is happening now. But more on that later. Uh, The core language approach, which is what he uses to help people work through some of their issues. He has his own private practice, runs a bunch of other things, and he goes through these in the books As well as uh, his own parental reconciliation story, which I gave my own experience with uh, my father, for instance. I got plenty of family shit. Uh, We'll probably share some of it, not all of it. During the course of this, uh, this really helped me figure out who I was, why some of my behaviors, they're not bad. They just don't map on to the current world like if shit hit the fan some of those behaviors especially if they are aggressive in nature are going to be beneficial because people don't act right they barely act right now when you have a government right that is punishing people they're really not going to act right just because the level of consciousness on this planet and what people believe right and wrong to be if there's no big daddy keeping a bunch of these motherfuckers in line so it's adaptable But you need to use those things in the proper context. Generally, we don't learn how to do that. And you just end up repeating the same mistakes over and over. We talked on Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud and how they noticed these traumatic responses, these memories that were suppressed in their patients. Uh, We're going to dig pretty deep here, folks. We'll pick up with chapter two at the start of the next episode titled three generations of shared family history the family body and with that i love you be good to each other this is really worth doing can be hard but you see a lot of forward movement with this and i'll see you next week thank you for hanging out with me on the true masculine project please like rate and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, If you want to interact with the show, you can catch us on Instagram at true, T-R-U-E-M-P underscore podcast. See you next time.